section86.com. We're changing the world of podcasting one show at a time. Here, whiskey and water boats number 36. And uh, you know, most of you are usually, uh, well, everybody's used to hearing Joey fuck up introduce the show, but unfortunately, that is not possible tonight because we have some technical difficulties on our show Saturday on flapdaddy.com, which only lasted about 30 minutes. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, we had some drinking going on a little bit too much. And uh, a lot of frustrations, you know, trying to figure what was going on and not knowing how to fix it, but it's all right. We'll get it worked out. Uh, opening the show was the Dirty Jobs going out tonight. Of course, in the background here, a little psychedelic symphony. Mad Bob. Mad Mod Speedball. I can't say them words. Boo! But... Uh, <laughs> So we got a great show. We got an interview with Guns of Nevada. We're going to start this show off with a set of mine. It's the New Town Neurotics with Get Up and Fight. Between their ears They take, they take and they give nothing back to the 
Whiskey Brine, Whiskey and Water Bits, number 36. Good times. Kind of sitting here by myself. We doing taping, having a good time. <laughs> Please don't turn this off just yet, folks. 
Anyways, what you just hear starting that off was the Newtown Neurotics with Get Up and Fight. That was off Beggars Can Be Choosers, and boy, they sure can. <laughs> in the 1980s, uh, they actually dropped the Newtown and became the Neurotics. So, in a way, I could have just called them the Neurotics, but since this was recorded before, they dropped the Newtown and I called them the Newtown Neurotics. On whiskey and water beds. <laughs> Boy. Uh, the Young Werewolves with Evil Soul. A great band out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, kind of interesting thing I read as far as um, how they formed or uh, something similar to that. Basically, the guitarist Nick Falcon posted ads on the internet and at music stores uh, searching for Musicians interested in forming a band uh, with a sound like the Ramones meets Buddy Holly at a beef and beer. All greasers apply. Although the weird thing about that, which, you know, that, that's a pretty cool thing, but a beef and beer, I don't really know what that is. I don't know if we have these uh, here in the South, but it uh, sounds kind of like a, I don't know, gay biker night or something like that. You know, hey, we got the beef. You got beer, poke you in the ass, something. Anyway, <laughs> after that was uh, Mud Honey with Poking Around. The Surf Zombies with the High Rip. Great, great surf band out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Uh, that was off of their album, Something Weird. And uh, the Surf Zombies are featured on the Kirkwood Channel's uh, horror show uh, by host Film Brown. And uh, he plays regular Surf Zombie tracks on, the, uh, on his regular shows. So very, very cool. Seems like a really cool uh, show, uh, too. I checked it out. I uh, wasn't able to watch it, but read about it. Seems like uh, he plays a lot of really, really cool uh, movies. And uh, ending that set was Red Clay River, Roanoke Band with We Don't Like No Company Men. And that was released on the Too Poor to Die album. So, uh, once again, here by myself, recording. Hoping you guys are having a good time. But I'm not going to talk too much because we got more music to play. Up next is Snowbird with Light It Up. Never before has a motion picture probed so deeply into depravity. This is the shock-studded story of two young men, immoral, hedonistic, indulged whose sole existence is spent satisfying their weird, warped desires. These are the defilers. Everything they touch is stained. Wealth and leisure afford them every opportunity for every gratification. Every day was a ball, every night a sensual orgy. But even wantons could no longer satisfy their ravenous cravings. Sated with sex, liquor and drugs, what else could they try in their crazed pursuit of kicks? An innocent young girl provided the answer. Seen, savored, snared, snatched, seduced, stripped, whipped. What further inhuman indignity would she suffer at the hands of the defilers? A shattering study of the sick set for shock-proof adults. 
the defilers, fiendish in their furies and passions. The defilers. Everything they touch is stained. The Defilers.
Okay, another set done. Your ears blown, or your mind blown, your ears wet. Something. Whiskey Brian, Whiskey and Water Bits, number 36. So glad you could join us, folks. I really am. <laughs> that just took a whole different turn, man. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> starting that up. Snowbird with Light It Up from Diostato. Uh, that's taken from the deceased drummer Manny Castillo's middle name, and that's uh, Spanish for God Given. Um, of course, they are a great band from Sostex Records uh, out of San Antonio, and uh, I've been receiving good press from Sonic Ruin and Left of the Dial magazines. Uh, the Sons of Hercules <laughs> with uh, No Regrets. Uh, that's uh, from a different kind of ugly. On also Sostex Records. Uh, it's a new release. Uh, they're a great, of course, Texas garage uh, uh, punk band. The Hikoids with Cool Arrow from Harry Chaffin uh, EP, also on Sostex Records. Uh, of course, there's a limited version of their LP, Harry Chaffin Ape Suit, uh, which has been their first release in uh, two decades, which is, that's pretty, that's great. That's great. Um, not that they haven't put out music that long, but, you know, now that you know we've put something back out there, I don't know what to say. The Chesterfield Kings with Up and Down, and the Demiras with Out of My Head. And that was um, those are our good friends out of Ohio. And uh, wow, wasn't that amazing? That spiel I just gave there. But no, great, great bands. Certainly uh, the Sostex uh, Records folks. We can't thank you enough for sending those. Uh, tunes our way uh, really cool label uh, certainly uh, if you get a chance check them out and uh, really we thank every band who's willing to uh, let us play their tunes whether they like it or not because that's what we do play tunes and I'm uninteresting to talk <laughs> listen to it and talk oh boy but like I mentioned earlier in the show uh, we had an opportunity to sit down with uh, Guns of Nevada. Actually, we sat down uh, via phone with Earl, uh, frontman of Guns of Nevada, and we had a nice little inter interview. And uh, Whiskey and Waterbreads presents our interview with Earl of Guns of Nevada. Shall we fuck off here? Drinking some Earthquake High Gravity Lager with uh, Earl from the Guns of Nevada. What's going on, Earl? Uh, I'm just um, I'm just up here up here in Seattle, just uh, knocking back a couple of beers myself. Actually, I hear it rains a lot in Seattle. Yeah, we can just tell we tell that to people so they don't move here. <laughs> and I hear they serve a lot of coffee there in Seattle. Oh, uh, there's a lot of coffee, man. This is a home of Starbucks, man. This is where it all started. <laughs> Um, well, that's all we got for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Earl. Good <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, actually, out of all seriousness, uh, how many beers have you been drinking? I've had about, I guess, uh, shit, about five in the past, uh, like, ten minutes. Oh. Sweet. It, it, well, hold, on. <laughs> hold on a second. You said five within the past ten minutes? I was just trying to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if this I'm is a, a, if this I, is a challenge here, I mean, you know, 
I, you know. No, I'm not, I'm not gonna try. And, I'm not trying to keep up with you guys. This is Whiskey Brian here. Uh, is there a uh, one particular drink or, or beer that necessarily just gets you really fucked up, or you have a? Um, man. Uh, I guess if you drink enough of anything, it's going to get you fucked up. Um, I would say uh, we do a lot of Jaeger bombs up here, man. Ah, I love those things. I just like straight yeah. Jaeger myself. What's that? I just like straight Jaeger myself. Yeah, I used to, but um, I got too, uh, yeah, after a while, I need something to cut it back a little bit, man. I, I started drinking that stuff when I first came to America, like in 1989, back when it used to have opium in it. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, they, they, used to, they used to import that stuff with an opium derivative uh, in it from uh, from Germany, and it, that that used to a couple of shots used to would just back in the old days, man. That stuff would just get you knocked on your ass. Wow. Yeah. So I've had my I've had my history with Jaeger. I had a few Jaeger bombs last night at my show afterwards. <laughs> but, uh, so that's why I'm just sticking to beer tonight. So, uh, speaking of history, um, when did you guys form? We formed in, I guess it was uh, June of 2007. Really? Yeah. Oh, we haven't been together that long. We've, we've all been playing music in different bands um, for a lot of years, and uh, and uh, we just uh, decided to start something new. And which Guns in Nevada is, is, our, is our newest thing. Well, obviously, the um, your guys' background has really um, it's really gelled and uh, coalesced into what you guys are doing now. Um, the previous bands, I guess, you would have been in. Um, what was, um, I guess, I guess, what brought you together with Guns in Nevada, and what would have been your influences to uh, to get together with this? And was your previous uh, bands kind of the same flourishing of what you're doing now? Um, my well, let me see. That's kind of kind of a tricky question. Um, I didn't really join Guns in Nevada. Nobody really joined the band. We just kind of formed it, and um, some of us didn't even know each other when we formed the band. I mean, we, did, we didn't have any history together. Um, uh, DH, our, our drummer, and uh, the Reverend Adam Green, who plays bass in our band, they had played in bands together before. And um, so they kind of knew each other, but um, I was in a band called Lucky Stiff up here, and it was kind of um, pop punk meets country. And um, that, we were together for about six years, and uh, our guitar player, Disco, um, he was in a band called Jack the Hot Rod, which you can still check out on MySpace, and they're a really good band, man, really good kind of bluesy, southern rock kind of thing, and he was their lead singer. And... Um, I had I had ended my band Lucky Stiff and uh, I was reaching out to just different musicians I knew to say hey man I want to do something different um, this thing's kind of run its course and I got a hold of uh, D D H our drummer and he was in a band called Slop Shot which is a really good kind of psychobilly band um, and I was like them I was like the, the style and Doug and I always got along pretty well so I. To a friend of a friend, I reached out to him, and uh, and uh, we decided to like get together and jam. And I said, "Well, I got a couple of songs here." And uh, DH says, "Well, I got this friend named Adam, and um, his uh, he's really cool. He's he's a really good front man, 
good singer and knows how to, you know, write some pretty cool songs. And uh, his little brother is the drummer for Modest Mouse. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Like, wow, that's cool. That might, uh, might open some doors for us. That'd be cool. But not that we sound anything like Modest Mouse, but, you know, there's Modest Mouse in here. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. So um, we got together and jammed for a little bit. And uh, one or two times with her, and um, I showed the guys a couple of songs that I had kind of kicking around for a little while. And um, my friend uh, Disco, Disco Donnie, our guitar player, he called me up and says, "Hey man, I'm getting rid of you know, I'm ending my band Jack the Hot Rod, and uh, I have a list of people that I want to try and get together with and try and you know get a new thing going." And uh, you're the only person on the list. So <laughs> I said, okay, well, I guess uh, I guess we should get together and try something. And um, we all got together, and it worked. And uh, we did three songs. And after that, everything just started snowballing, man. That's great. Yeah. Um, now, as far as, like, um, I mean, you guys have a very good, an amazing sound, very southern, um, southern rockish, um, cow punk, you know, um, a band that comes out of Seattle, of course, uh, the Super Suckers. You guys would would very much be a, a another, in my opinion, good enough to be another Super Suckers. Uh, but you know, people that know the Super Suckers kind of know their roots and their influences. As far as you guys go, um, what would be say your roots and influences for what you guys are doing now? Wow. Um... It, it, it kind of depends on who you, who you in the band because all of us come from different places musically uh, speaking I guess but we all have like a common theme that we all like we all like social distortion we all like ACDC we all like Johnny Cash we all like Waylon Jennings and then you know I mean Adam our bass player is big into like English old school English punk rock and I'm into like New York City 70s punk rock. You know, I'm really into that kind of stuff, like the Dead Boys and uh, Richard Hell and the Voidoids, things like that, and the Heartbreakers. And Adam's into, you know, Coxbar and, uh, you know, all this old school English punk rock. Which and Doug, our, our, uh, our uh, drummer, DH, man, he's into, you know, anything from Commander Cody to, uh, you know, hip hop, you know. Oh. and and Disco, he's a big ACDC fan, big Ramones fan, um, listens to Lucinda Williams to, you know, Tom Waits. So we're all over the map, man. But uh, mainly, I guess if you, were to, if you were to boil it down to how we, we like big guitars, we like kind of the country kind of vibe, you know, kind of a little twang, and we like punk rock all mixed together. Uh, no, and uh, kind of an offshoot of, of that question, um, being in a town like Seattle, and I'm sure, I don't know if uh, all of you hail from that particular town, I'm sure uh, probably from uh, other places, but how does being in a town like that affect or inspire the music that you write or and create? Well, the thing about Seattle, and, and I think the reason why Seattle has so many, so many bands is... Um, and this sounds kind of weird, but I think it does have something to do with the weather up here. As, you know, for nine months out of the year, there's not a lot to do besides sit in your basement and play your guitar, you know. Because it's too, it's, it's fucking raining or snowing or sleeting or fogs are falling from the sky, you know. <laughs> so it could be anything. But, yeah, I think the 
weather really does add to wanting to like you know let's get together and, you know there's a bunch of us in a room we'll at least at least we'll stay warm while we're playing you know so yeah that that has a lot to do with it gotcha and there's there's such a history up here you know bands you know there's the you know Jimi Hendrix you know Hart you know uh, grunge the whole right. grunge thing you know and a lot of you know and um and all of us are old enough to remember when grunge like took over the world and it was right here in our backyard, you know? Right. Uh, and there's a lot of bands up here. There's probably, there was an estimate of about I, a couple of years back that said that there was probably 5,000 bands in King County. Oh, wow. And that's, yeah, that's a lot of bands, man. Oh, most definitely. And, and being in a city such as Seattle, you know, of course, kind of being, you know, the home of grunge and, uh, of course, back in the '60s, it was a real big hot spot for a lot of garage acts. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, do you? Um, and, and certainly, it is a populous city and, and state. But do you, with that history, do you find it hard being it? You know, kind of in a um, the type of band that you're in, in kind of the the cowpunk, um, all country uh, type of genre. Um. No. 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 It's, it's not hard at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because um, there's, there's a, kind of a little scene up here. That there's a lot of bands that are kind of doing um, uh, uh, styles that are similar to us. I mean, you've got like uh, our friend, we have friends called uh, Hard Money Saints. Um, they do kind of a rockabilly thing. Mm-hmm. We have you know friends in a band called Bullet County, and they're from, they're originally from Kentucky. So it's like, and there's just all kinds of really cool bands up here. So yeah, it's not hard at all. It's, it's, Seattle's really liberal about the kind of music. You know, it, it doesn't really matter if it's good. People people will come and check it out. It's, it's literally there's every kind of music you can imagine is up here. Right. Yeah, and there's an audience for it. You know, which is even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, no. And yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what would be you know, being in a band, a band nowadays, I was once in a band, um, of course, this was before the advent of, you know, MySpace and social, uh, you know, marketing and uh, things of that nature. What what do you, what would be the biggest obstacle of being in a band right now? Um, or is there one? Obstacle to what? As far as, you know, say, um, um, people downloading music, um, you know, it's things of that nature as well, far as technology. I think, it, uh, I think it really matters on how you measure your success um, in a band. If you want to be in a band to become a big, you know, fat, rich rock star, um, yeah, there's chances are it's not going to happen, you know. If you're in a band because you like playing music and uh, and you want to write some songs, then and that's that's a that's a version of success in itself right there, I guess. And uh, exactly. I don't know if there's any obstacle. I think there's a lot more opportunities for people to get their music out there now with the internet and, you know, with MySpace and Facebook and everything. There's a lot more opportunities for people to get their stuff out there. So, yeah. you know, a few years back, you guys never would have heard of our band, you know? Right. We're up here in Seattle. You guys are in Virginia, you know? One for, you know, the internet, computers, and modern technology, you know? But you, you, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Exactly. So, I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> great, great, great. And, um, uh, I, I think we are going to get into uh, one of your songs, um, and, and what song would that be, 
Joey. Uh, actually, it's going to be Goddamn Woman. Goddamn. Is there a, a story behind that particular song? or? That is a song that our, our bass player, uh, Reverend Adam Green, wrote. And he brought it into the band. And uh, it's funny because the guys, you know, been with the same girl for seven years and they have this great marriage and everything. I was like, man, that's kind of an angry tune about ticks, dude. <laughs> I was like, well, but it kicks ass. So uh, um, we decided, it's like, let's do it. We usually look on our, our, uh, our shows with that song. Okay. It just has a big, big old shout out, you know, big shout along, you know, big chorus and everything. So, so yeah, it's, it's, an old, it's an old school country song about that goddamn woman that has really loud guitars. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Goddamn Woman of uh, from the Guns of Nevada, and we'll be back with more uh, uh, of this interview with Earl of Guns of, the, of Nevada, if I can talk. You goddamn woman, don't you look at me no more. You goddamn woman, don't you look at me no more. I've had enough. Get your ass out that front door. Goddamn woman, get your ass out that front door. I want you out. Want you out. Don't rip out If I wanted you here, I'd pay for you to stay. Goddamn woman, better show some respect. Goddamn woman, better show some respect. You're out of Get your ass out that front door. Goddamn woman, get your ass out that front door. I want you out. Want you out. Don't rip all the way. If I wanted you here, I'd beg for you to stay. Quick, you can dance to it's it's great. <laughs> I feel positive. Well, let me ask you something though. Um, you know, MySpace versus Facebook. Um, Facebook is starting really coming to its own. A lot of bands are getting involved more with Facebook, becoming a fan, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, 
as far as what you can see, has it been more beneficial to have a Facebook page versus a MySpace page? Which is better for you right now? MySpace. Yeah. Definitely. I think, I think MySpace, Facebook's more for like, okay, you want to see, you want to connect with an old friend or an old relative you haven't talked to in a while. It's more of a personal one-on-one thing. Right. Uh, it hasn't, we haven't really used it much for uh, the band. I think we have a couple of Facebook pages out there, but we have nothing to do with them. It's just a couple of fan pages. Okay. Um, on Facebook, and uh, I don't know if we have an official one. I guess I'd have to check into that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> MySpace is becoming more of uh, it's better. I think it's better for bands because um, more people are going for the personal stuff. They're going over to Facebook and you know hooking up with people they haven't seen in a long time. And, and uh, MySpace is just like a great, great thing for music. Anything with entertainment, music, comedians, filmmakers, stuff like that. We can reach out and get you know, um, broadcast to a whole bunch of people at the same time. You know, uh, yeah, MySpace, hands down, hands down, for, for music, MySpace easily kicks Facebook's ass. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I like them both. I like them both, and I use them both a lot. Um, I don't have, you know, like I say, I don't really know much about our band account, but I have a personal account on that. Right. But, um, on, on Facebook, but, um, yeah, I, uh, I have to ask you a personal question. What is the uh, um, <laughs> what would what would um, what would be the latest thing that you would have bought purchased here recently to listen to? You know what? I just, that's funny you ask that because um, just yesterday I was at a local thrift store here and um, I ran across uh, Redheaded Stranger, Willie Nelson's uh, record, 1975, his first record with Columbia Records. Oh, fucking sweet. Was it, it the vinyl? Yeah. On vinyl? No, no, it wasn't vinyl. It was CD. But I've never owned it. I have a bunch of Willie Nelson stuff, but I'd never had Redheaded Stranger, which is supposed to be the best one. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, it was digitally a... remastered and everything with all these bonus tracks, and, <laughs> and it's $1.99. There you go. I, I've actually been uh, finding quite a bit of, actually, uh, good CDs at the thrift store. I usually uh, would just go there for vinyl, but um, st- just recently started looking at CDs and can be kind of surprised with what you find there. Yeah! Yeah, uh, man, the, the, the shit that people, you know, get rid of, I can't believe it. It's like Bruce Springsteen's The Rising was there for $1.99, but I, did, I didn't want to spend another $1.99 because I needed to get beer. <laughs> so, well, amazingly, well, it's amazing that you would find Redhead Stranger there, but uh, my dad had redhead. Well, my dad had the Redhead Stranger album. Well, on vinyl, and that's why I asked. And it amazes me that somebody would actually get rid of the CD version because you know that was a you know back in the seventies that was considered a concept album. Um, oh yeah, and it, oh, it, it amazes me that somebody would actually get rid of something you know as priceless as that as the Redhead Stranger uh, CD. Um, I thought if you found yeah, that, that on vinyl, that that's just fucking, that's just gold. Um, but oh man, I, I wish I yeah yeah. <laughs> I vinyl, people people always give me records as gifts, and um, I don't have a record player, so I don't have to get a record player. Oh yeah, I mean definitely. I mean um, it's funny because um, a lot of these uh, companies are bringing those back out because uh, there's so many. Uh, I call them, I don't know what you want to call them, but. A lot of old albums are being brought back out on vinyl. Um, some of these uh, uh, production companies 
are taking uh, you know older releases and bringing them back out on vinyl and stuff, and uh, they're out well, there. Yeah, there's something cool about vinyl, man. There's something cool about putting a record on on the turntable, putting it down there, and just listen. It's like a warmer kind of old school analog kind of vibe. That's really cool, right? You know, and there's just a feeling, you know, that you get. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a lot of songs that just sound better when you put them on vinyl. And what I want to know is, is the Guns of Nevada going to put out a 7-inch where they do a cover of Achy Breaky Heart on vinyl? Because I think that's going to be that's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny you brought that up because, uh, yeah, we are going to do that song. And we're also going to do, we're also gonna do a, a, we're gonna do a country version of uh, talk dirty to me by poison. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say a country version of Achy Break Your Heart because we all know that Achy Break Your Heart is not a country song. No! <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> but, uh, uh, oh, man. Preach it, brother. Preach it, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now I'm, I'm certainly, um, uh, as you know, being in a band, uh, certainly there's probably plenty of places uh, to play in the Seattle area and certainly tours things like that um, what are your or do you have favorite places to play and some of your least favorite places to play well um, I'd say the Central Tavern in, in down in Pioneer Square in Seattle is kind of like our home away from home that's where we played our first show that's where we played, played our CD release party that's where we had our one year anniversary party and um, Pioneer Square, uh, you, you guys have never been to Seattle, but Pioneer Square is kind of a historic area. And the Central has been around since 1892. It's the oldest bar in Seattle, I think. And, uh, yeah, we always have a blast there. A lot of bands don't play there. A lot of, uh, like, more, uh, I don't know, bands get kind of snobby about the Central here in Seattle, but we love it, man. People, people treat us great there, and uh, we get a new place out every time, and... Uh, we just played a club last night down in South Seattle called Motor, which is a very cool club, very big, awesome. very big club, kind of a kind of a greaser kind of bikes and uh, cars and uh, rockabilly and strippers and that kind of vibe, you know. And we played there last night, and there was a whole bunch of people there. It was, it was our first time playing it. We've been wanting to play there for a while. We played there last, and it was a blast. So yeah, there's a lot of places that are my favorite places to play. I mean, there's a whole bunch of places that I really like playing. There's not a lot that I, I you know, hate playing. I just hate playing when there's nobody there. If nobody shows up, then I hate that place. <laughs> right. I've got this one place here that's, that's uh, pretty cool. I love going there. But um, they kind of, um, they got this really cool, like, uh, um, dance floor that lights up and stuff. And a lot of the guys go to the bathroom together. And they got, like, this school bus out back where they go out back together and there's a lot of Vaseline and KY going around and a lot of chicks making out and you know a lot of drag wow. shows w- would you guys be willing to do a show like that a, a place like <laughs> yeah. that oh yeah yeah definitely hook it up hook it up hell yeah uh, there's a mechanical <laughs> bull too I, you, you guys into that yeah 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 whatever <laughs> anytime we get anything free we'll do it and, and- and, and just to uh, take another turn on this interview, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to ask a question, uh, kind of had to deal with some current events. Um, now, I don't know if you read the paper or watch the news, but uh, lately Sarah Palin has been in the news. 
and uh, you know, toting her book <laughs> that she just wrote. And uh, prior to the book's release, of course, which is just this past week, um, the porn industry released the movie Nail and Palin. And uh, we were wondering, which movie would you watch uh, based upon another political woman? Lady Bird and her Johnson? <laughs> Shaving Laura and Barbara Bush? The Harry Texans? Or Mrs. Lincoln, the Emancipation Sex and Sensation? <laughs> okay, um, so good. Isn't that like Miss California or something? <laughs> no, I'm joking, man. I'm joking. <laughs> Although she has her own little video out there. Yeah, I want to see her video. I exactly. want her to be in a video. You know. So <laughs> Palin um, is pretty hot for a Republican, man. <laughs> He's pretty hot Republican chick. Yeah, you know. But shaving, uh, what's her name? Miss Bush. Laura and Barbara Bush, the Harry Texas. Which the, which was the blonde? Was there, it? There wasn't. Oh, that was the those, daughter. Those were the daughters. Yeah. Yeah, the the blonde daughter. I I don't know. There's something about her. I think she would probably put a hurting on you. But Laura. And Barbara, <laughs> but Laura and Barbara were the wife of George W. and the. Uh, wife of George. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about, oh, I mean the daughters. No. Poppy Bush, yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the Sarah Palin uh, movie. Whatever. The Nail and Palin. Nail and Palin. I, I, I'll watch that. Hey, <laughs> hey, believe it or not, actually, she's going to be here in Roanoke tomorrow signing autographs on her book at Barnes & Noble here in Roanoke. Well, hopefully she doesn't leave everyone out in the rain like she did the other night. Brian sent an email asking her if she wanted to, like, share a cigarette in bed at the Motel 6. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys ought to, you guys ought to get her on your um, whiskey and water bed. Yeah. You guys yeah. got to interview her. Well, you know, we thought about, like, having highfalutin women on here, but the last Miss America pageant um, turned us down, so we didn't think we should probably go for <laughs> Yeah, or was it, what was it, Miss America or Miss Virginia? Is it Miss Virginia pageant? Or Miss Roanoke? What was it, Brian? Uh, it was like Miss Twinkle Star or something. Something. Like there was this local beauty pageant. Actually, I think it was Miss Virginia. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, they wouldn't give us the time of day, so um, it doesn't really matter. We, we went for the you local Miss... You guys can try and get some of those little, some of those little beauty queens uh, uh, on your show. Don't they have, like, down in your neck of the woods, don't they have, like, little girls in bitty pageants and stuff? Well, we got this, like, local, like, spam pageant where we got, like, these local, like, girls that, like, top over 240 that, um... (laughs) 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 They get on here in, like, uh, thongs and bikinis, you know. And we just kind of, like, we judge them, you know, by the the way they... Well, each, each girl comes out and does a routine to the song Physical... And they're all in like a you know, and a thong and two top, so we kind of like we judge them by that. But it, this is like one of those underground whiskey and waterbeds things, not many yeah. people know about. But and, and, and instead of for like uh, like the game bobbing for apples, we have we have we have a boggin. <laughs> so they got to see how many you know rings of bologna they can uh, uh, get out of a uh, mason jar. Well, I'm going to have to make it down to Roanoke. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy down there, man. 
Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do here in the uh, south, uh, you know, underneath the Mason-Dixon waistline. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh, 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 <laughs> all seriousness, <laughs> uh, we, we are uh, 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 coming to uh, a conclusion, but um, is, is there anybody who uh, that you would like to thank or somebody who's um, – stuck by you since the beginning or, you know, some of your biggest supporters, anything like that? In other words, people want to say hell yeah to. I see what you're getting at. You want me to think whiskey and water beds, don't you? Oh, no. no I, I, mean, I saw this coming a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, there's, actually, there's been a lot of people, there's been a lot of people that have helped us out, um, that have helped us out from the very beginning. And you guys have been with us for a long time. You guys have been, you know, playing our stuff and, uh, Helping promote us down there, uh, down where you're at, and so the yeah, there's God. If I, <laughs> I should have wrote a list because man, it'd probably be like an hour of people <laughs> I'd say thank you. Um, definitely uh, the Chicken Shack Recording Studio, our buddy uh, Tom. Uh, he 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 gets the sound of the Guns Nevada. He gets it, man. He understands. He understands we're a punk rock band trying to be a country band, and. Uh, I can't. I'm, you know, I don't know who else I could really comes to mind off the, <laughs> off the top of my head. But I mean, our producer on our record, Tom, man, just kicks ass. In the Chicken Shack Recording Studio in Seattle, man. Some guys, some guys do task garage, and he's kind of a genius, so it sounds really cool. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just hanging out here by the mic, you know. Yeah, um... You know, certainly you guys have been around together for a while. What, yeah, what, since what, 2007. Yeah, a while. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just what, saying, 2007. Interrupting Cal. Sorry, goddamn, um, Brian. What would? I'm sure you've shared a lot of experiences, but what would be the uh, most embarrassing uh, thing that you guys have shared? Other than this been, interview right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, embarrassing. Well, the beauty about embarrassing moments is usually we're so drunk we don't remember on the next day. So, <laughs> so I don't really. I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of drunk at the time, so I don't remember it. And and I know everyone else in the band drinks more than I do, so they were drunker <laughs> than I was. Um, yeah, nothing really super. But I almost got, I almost got in a fist fight with a backup singer for Blondie once. Sweet. For, <laughs> for, is, that, is, that wait, well, is, that, is that embarrassing or just funny? For who? Funny. For who? Blondie? Well, uh, Blondie, the backup singer for Debbie Harry. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're in Spokane playing a show, um, which is in eastern Washington, um, about 300 miles from where I'm at right now. And uh, we we played this show, and after after the show, we went to this little uh, place to serve breakfast all night, and we were eating breakfast in this girl came up to us uh, I, I shouldn't say girl she was probably like in her 50s so she was not really a girl and she had a voice like this she sounded like this I was a backup singer for Debbie Harry <laughs> <laughs> oh wow and for some reason for some reason she didn't like me at all because I, I wasn't paying attention to her and I was trying to eat my breakfast but our guitar player Disco was giving her the time of day and uh, she kept saying you know what you're an asshole to me. You're an asshole. I was a backup singer for Debbie Harry. 
you got to show me some respect. I was a backup singer for Blondie. <laughs> that, that's how she sounded, man. And she was she loved disco, our guitar player. She loved him, but man, I just wanted to eat my breakfast. I don't want to talk to some chick who sounds like you know one of the Simpson sisters. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, um, for those who uh, you know, mean who are listening to the show, um, you know, are, are enjoying uh, the songs or the song that we've played earlier and the song that we're gonna. Um, in the interview with um, and want to keep updated with you guys where, where can they go to uh, check out your songs uh, and, and keep updated with Guns of Nevada well yeah, the MySpace page is probably the biggest one I mean we have a, we have some new songs we're working on I think we're going to be putting out about seven or eight more songs here in the next in the next couple of months we got the new stuff we're doing uh, well I think months. you have a you have a version <laughs> of Rocky Top I think I think that's on the Boston Bible is another new song. Right. But we have probably five or six more new songs we're we're gonna put out here, you know, pretty shortly. So um, yeah, there's some cool shit happening. We got some really we got some pretty punky stuff, and we got some very countrified stuff. So it's in between everything. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, MySpace, man. That's uh, that's where we live and live and breathe. You know, is. Uh, Online, at least, is on MySpace. So, anyone wants to find us, you know, Google us. Just, hit Google, just go to Google and get, type Guns in Nevada. We're the first one that pops up. Well, we're going to, um, well, th- just the fact that you guys are doing a cover of Rocky Top, it just <clears throat> sends orgasmic waves uh, <laughs> all the way down <laughs> through my vast deference. But, uh,. <laughs> Woo! But you guys... You might need to, you might need to go on that bus with the lube out back there. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, out of all seriousness, um, I fucking, I worship you guys. I think it's fucking sweet as hell um, that you're doing this interview with us. And, yes. um, please, please, please keep us praised of, uh, uh, your new material. We're gonna... Oh, end, definitely. Yeah, we're gonna end, uh, well, I don't want to say end, end... I don't like the word end, but anyway, unless it's like butt end and the girl's been over. But <laughs> well, you know what they always say. With, you know what they always say with an ugly girl is, um, you never turn her down; you just turn her face down. But uh, oh, uh, at the end of this interview, we're going to play "Pretty When You Cry." But um, you, you know, you sent me um, you, your guys' disc, and I put it into my iTunes and. A lot of bands that send me stuff, you know, if it's really, really good, you know, you're going to have, if it's an EP, yeah, sure, four or five songs are good. Two of them might not be wonderful. They're good, but they're, you know, you got talent. But I can honestly say, dude, the CD that you sent me, every fucking song was awesome. I love the. Good to hear, I love the whole fucking, the whole CD. Got it in my iTunes. Um, it just, it's great. And it's almost like, I don't even want to put my C, uh, my iPod on shuffle because I know that your song's going to come up at random because I want to just like just play your shit straight through. Um, oh, I appreciate that. Man. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. You guys, you guys are awesome. Oh, uh, uh, you know you're yeah. awesome, uh, and I want to appreciate you for putting us number three in your uh, top friends on MySpace. Yeah. We, uh, we wouldn't be around if it wasn't for you know good music like you guys. So. Kleenex, um, their stock has gone up because I bought so much from me jerking <laughs> off on the computer screen. 
I admit I jerk off on the Guns of Nevada MySpace page, but uh, anyway. Now it's a gun of Joey. <laughs> now it's the Guns of uh, Joey Nevada. Yeah. But uh, you guys are you guys have been awesome. I I, I had a lot of fun talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Let me get some more toilet paper out here. Um, but uh, no, seriously though, dude. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, we're gonna go back into the show and um. If there's anything anything that we can do for you, other than fly out and give you a reach around, uh, we're going to be there for you, man. Um, <laughs> I keep that in mind. <laughs> I keep that in mind, brother. But if, 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 you, ever, if I ever get that desperate, I'll call you. If you, if you want to do a reach around, you got to give me a plane ticket, because I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm pretty much broke all the time, so, you know. <laughs> uh, I, got a Mexican, I got a Mexican chick all the time with me, so, you know, I don't know if I'll need one, but if I do from you, I'll call you. Well, if she needs, like, another American dude, like, <laughs> to give a reach around too, then, you know, I can be out there for that as well, you know. You know, we could do, like, wow. the, we could do, like, the Tex-Mex, um, Southeastern type <laughs> thing, you know. Nice. <laughs> wow. All right, dude, we're, we're going 10-10 on the side, brother. All right, man, hey, it was great talking to you guys. All right, thank you so much, Earl. Anytime, man, anytime, all right, well, here's uh, the next song from Guns of Nevada, and it is uh, Pretty When You Cry, right here on Whiskey and Waterbeds number 36. Ah! You're so pretty when you cry. You're so pretty when you 
Yes, but we get no father with our studies. You've got a good home here, good loving parents. You've got not too bad of a brain. Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Nobody's got anything on me, brother, sir. I've been out of the rookers of the Millicents for a long time now. And that's just what worries me a bit too long to be safe. You're about due now by my reckoning. That's why I'm warning you, little Alex, to keep your handsome young proboscis out of the dirt. Do I make myself clear? As an unmudded lake, sir. As clear as your sky of deepest water. You can rely on me, sir.
Sorry to break into the show like this. Yeah, 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 I know. What? Another fucking plug? Yeah, I guess it is another plug. But how the hell else am I going to get the information out if I don't fucking let you know about it? I host the Bootleg Asylum Radio Show every Friday night from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time at flatdaddy.com. That show gets podcasted the following Tuesday at section86.com and iTunes. My show mixes classic rock, metal, country, and blues for two hours each week. Each week I feature a 30 to 50 minute bootleg set or album feature from various artists. On the countryside, I featured artists such as Hank Three, JB Beverly and the Wayward Drifters, Lucky Tub, Joey Elkhorn, Bob Wayne and the Outlaw Carnies, Wayne the Train, Hancock, Unknown Henson, among many more. On the rock band side, I featured artists such as Clutch, Mountain, Pump Jack, the great band out of Texas, as well as the Texas Hippie Coalition, a band called Becoming, and Toys in the Forest. I also take requests throughout the week and play them on that Friday's show. So if you have a request, it's easy enough. Go to the Bootleg Asylum Radio Show at gmail.com and send your band request or album request. So listen live on Friday nights at 12 a.m. Eastern Time if you can. If not, go to section86.com and download all the past shows. As you'll find out at the Bootleg Asylum Radio Show, it's all about the music. I have to do whatever I can to keep from fucking talking all the time. You'll find out after you listen that's probably a good thing. All right, well, thanks a lot for taking the time to listen to this promo. Sorry to drag it out so fucking long. Now let's get back to what you were doing before I so rudely interrupted listening to this show. But don't forget, the Bootleg Asylum Radio Show, every Friday night, 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time.
I'm just making a bunch of noises. <laughs> oh my, oh my, oh my. So, uh, hopefully you uh, enjoyed that interview with Earl of Guns of Nevada. Yeah, I thought it was great. That was great. Super nice guy. Great, great band. Certainly uh, check them out if you have not already. Uh, of course, you've heard two songs uh, by them on the show today. And uh, certainly uh, add them as a friend on MySpace or Facebook. Uh, any social media networking thing, but and buy their stuff, you know, buy their merch, buy their CDs, anything they have on sale. And that goes along with uh, all the bands that we play, really. All these folks uh, deserve our support and attention. Starting that off was the Lampshades. Well, no, it's not. Starting that off was <laughs> Guns of Nevada with Pretty When You Cry. And then the Lampshades with Puzzles. That was off the Surprise LP. Then the Stations with Citizen Youth. Uh, that was off of From a Positive Side to Negativity. The Beep Seals, Stars. It's, and that was off of uh, It's Happening. That was a Shindig Magazine compilation. And endings that set was Willie Vanilli with Ben Winded. And that was off the compilation Get Out of My Garage Punk. Uh, except for that part. But, um, yeah, I uh, really appreciate you guys uh, listening, you know, uh, spreading uh, our shows around. I know Joey's uh, uh, Hey Ride to Hell is getting a lot of response, which is great because it is a good show. And uh, I know people have um, kind of been inspired from that and other shows to uh, do their own podcasts. So uh, certainly... Uh, We've made friends doing podcasts. We've made friends with uh, uh, Joshy P, who does Outlaw Radio Chicago. Blake, uh, that burns one of uh, Chris Miller with Blue Ribbon Radio. I uh, just listened to him for a show yesterday. A great, great, great show. And I certainly thank him for mentioning us. And uh, Donnie fucking Cash's White Trash Revival, which I listened to today. And it was really funny. I listened to about three episodes at work. And it was hilarious. Uh, really good stuff. Country, bluegrass, metal, uh, but funny shows. But let's get into some more music. I have come to Spain to fight fascism. After all, there are not such a terrific lot of fascists in the world. So if we each shoot one of them...
It took Shasta a long time to get cherries and cola together into a great taste of new soft drink. Oh, we came close lots of times, but it seemed like we always just missed. Never seemed to get that good old cherry cola flavor together like we all remembered it. But we kept trying, and then one day, it happened. People came out of nowhere to try our new cherry cola. The most exciting thing to drink that's happened around these parts in a long time. So get together with good old new cherry cola from Shasta.
trying to figure out ways to introduce a set or musical bed by noises and random crap. I think I'm doing a pretty good job. Woo! Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty weird. Uh, you know, it's Monday right now, and uh, re-recorded this show last night, and I wasn't really happy with my deliveries. And I'm sure you'll probably be asking yourself, well, why the hell did you change them? They still suck. But anyway, or thinking to yourself, you won't be really asking yourself. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, uh, of course, Monday, work day, and uh, I've grown to really not like my job. Um, I work in the banking industry, uh, and... Uh, yeah, woo! I mean, I'm I'm very grateful to have a job. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I work with uh, mainly women, and all I hear is just gossip and catty bullshit all day. It drives me nuts. And got girls who, you know, have to like talk shit about every customer that they talk to. And, you know, that's ugh, that's ridiculous. Really ridiculous. Um, but. Yeah, it's a paycheck. So, we'll see what happens. Anyways, starting that set off was Tired Eyes with Cemetery Makeout. They are a band out of Sweden. Hillbilly Hellcats with White Trash. Great band out of Colorado. That was off of Rev It Up with Taz back in 03. And that was released on Rock House Productions. The Vikings with Come On and Love Me. Great garage band out of Birmingham, Alabama. Of course, the B-side to that 45 was I Would Never Go. And that band consisted of Gary Smith, Phil Whitley, Lee Lowry, 
Randy Carmichael, Steve Van Erb, and Charles Nettles. But uh, got that tune off of garagehangover.com. And if you haven't been to that site, I uh, certainly recommend it. Uh, just a wealth of garage knowledge of all these independent acts, unknown acts that probably should have been uh, acts throughout the U.S. Uh, and uh, throughout the, uh, over the, across the world. Uh, and you can read about these acts, download a couple tracks, all that good stuff. But very, very informative site. And it's really cool to see something like that kind of as an archive of these uh, great American garage bands that were a part of that uh, time of hi- time in history. Uh, uh, so really, really cool. And after that, Anti-Scene with their cover of the Rocky Erickson classic, Two-Headed Dog. Uh, that was off of 15 Minutes of Fame, 15 Years of Infamy. And this just in on the Whiskey and Waterbeds Newswire. Uh, Anti-Scene will be coming to Roanoke December 4th. They will be playing at the Coffee Pot Roadhouse, legendary uh, venue. Uh, they'll be playing with Pissant and Angry Youth. Uh, tickets are 10 bucks. It's a 21 and up and show. But who gets to interview the kings of Destructo Rock? Whiskey and Waterbeds, folks. Whiskey and Waterbeds. You're not going to hear it on our fucking local sh- channels, which is good uh, in a way. Uh, but, uh, yes, I uh, spoke to Jeff uh, through email, who's the uh, singer, uh, frontman of... Uh, Antecene, and uh, we're going to be doing an interview. I'm really, really excited. Really, really great band, of course, as you may know. Um, you know, they collaborated with Hank Free, Gigi Allen. Uh, they've been around since 1983, and uh, just amazing, amazing rock band. Uh, of course, very popular throughout the punk scene and uh, outlaw scene uh, as well. But, uh, uh, I'm, I'm really, really stoked about that. And ending that set was Jason and the Scorchers with Broken Whiskey Glass. That was also off of uh, Reckless Country Soul. And I love that song. Uh, I remember a while back, I just got hooked on that song, and I kept lis- you know, hitting back on my iPod, you know, replaying that song, replaying. But, uh, yeah, I'm a good storyteller and talker guy. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, hopefully you all approve of this show. You know, I guess that's why I don't get paid to talk. I mean, I do in my actual day job, but, uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know. But I love doing this show, and, we, I, again, I really do appreciate everybody who has uh, listened throughout the years. We're actually coming up on our second year of doing this show. In January, it will be two years, so hopefully we can... Put, to get, uh, put together something really cool um, to mark that celebration um, and, or milestone as I guess it would be um, of course we're still working on doing live shows on flapdaddy.com as I mentioned earlier we had some technical issues um, Saturday night doing it on there and it just it sucks you know especially you know when you're boozed up and y- you can't figure it out uh, really just the biggest part is not being able to you know, figure out something that you want to go so well you know just really irritates me but um, so uh, we're gonna work on that and um, hopefully be able to uh, continue doing live shows um, and uh, if we can't get it all figured out then maybe 
uh, just wasn't meant to be. But um, again, uh, the bands that we play, you know, it's uh, support those folks. Uh, granted, you know, some may not be around, some may be already, you know, have this huge success, but, um, you know, share uh, the music that you love and uh, certainly support these bands that are, you know, make trying to make this their job or just doing this for fun and want to keep it going. They can certainly use your support, go out to the shows, buy their CDs, tell your friends, uh, buy their shirts, their underwear, their uh, cream socks, you know, all that good stuff. Personalized condoms, I don't know. I don't know what the merch is now these days, but, uh, and I just slurred my words all together. Uh, so what else has been happening in Whiskey Brian's life? Uh, I am nearly single again. I, uh, uh, just, uh, uh, relationship, I was in a relationship that just ended and, uh, I was actually dating a 39 year old, which I thought was pretty cool. I didn't date her because she was 39, but she was a very sweet girl, but I'm 28. So I got, it was actually kind of like a 10 and a half year difference, but, uh, I don't know. That's something kind of cool to tell your, you know, if I ever have kids, you know, be like, Hey, when I was your age, I was dating a 39 year old or I did that once or something. I don't know. It was a learning experience as it always is. Still have no clue what to do with those women, but, uh, hey, the sex was great. I'll tell you that much. But, uh, no, she was a very sweet girl. Still is. And, uh, I don't know. I just need to, uh, take the needle that is my wiener and, uh, sew up some oats. <laughs> I don't know if you can sew up. Do you sow oats or do you soil oats? How's that go? I don't know. But anyways, that brings us to our ending song, which is Pete Berwick. It's a song titled Hello Hand, and mine has a face drawn on it right now, even some lipstick. So we're going to leave you with this song, and I'm going to say, Hello Hand!
Yeah. 